0: up you rascals i mean trojans uh this is frosty rucker your host uh, with the take back the west podcast on the believe network um today we got a good show uh we're going to talk a little bit well scratch that a lot about recruiting with the trojans and we're going to talk to my main man uh scott schrader that is the insider when it comes to all USC recruiting and other sports with the, the program. And I got another special guest. My uh, co-host on LA Football Network is Ryan Dirud. and he's here uh, to drop some gems with us and uh, have this conversation. So
1: enjoy. All right, everyone. Really excited about this uh, next guest we're going to have here on the LA football podcast as well. For those of you listening to take back the West podcast with Frosty Rucker doing a little cross pod action here. Uh, But Scott Schrader runs the USC scoop uh, does phenomenal work in Los Angeles, getting us all the prospect and recruiting news to go with USC. So we're excited to talk to him after early signing day just passed. Scott, what's going on, man?
2: Hey, not much. Just, uh, You know, it was an exciting signing day for USC, and uh, today's an exciting day for the football program. They get to uh, play for another Pac-12 championship.
0: Yeah, it's a double whammy. I'm pretty pumped on this. Uh, Mm -hmm. Scott, how you doing, man? It's frosty. Good. Good, frosty. Good. Uh, You know, I I looked at this – I wanted to call it a draft class, but these signees. (laughs) uh, A lot of targeted uh, areas where there's a lot of skill players. Not so many guys – not too many uh too much spent on the defensive side of the ball uh, you know where I feel like it is needed how how are you feeling I, I know you're hearing some of the the chatter and the the comment sections uh is everyone generally happy about this class or they still is there still question marks I,
2: I I mean there's still some question marks there's still some areas that they need to fill you know this we have to remember this was the the first signing day and and you know, it was actually I think the best early signing day that USC has had by far. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I'm not sure talent wise, you know, where I would rank that, but 19 guys and and then one transfer, so 20, 20 new guys already signed up for uh, for 2021. And I, I think in the years past, USC was getting around 11 or 12. Um, so yeah, there's some positions they need to fill. I, you know, they're they're going to add some more guys on on the defensive line. They're going to add. I, I think they're going to add another linebacker. Um, so I, those are those are areas where where they were kind of looking to add some depth, but uh, you know, the other positions they did pretty well on offensive line. You know, last year they brought in six guys, six, really, you know, five five guys I had a chance to see that were, I think are our future NFL guys. So I think they did really well last year right. with the offensive line, but they do need to get some more guys on, on the defensive line. And if they're not able to do it through the, through the high school um, ranks, they'll, they'll go into the transfer portal, which is going to be full of guys being as that in January, everybody can transfer one time without a penalty.
0: Right, I don't think a lot of people uh, put a lot of weight on that transfer pool. I know when I was going, uh, when I was playing, they didn't even have that as a rule or option for these guys. Uh, I feel like the that's a good and bad. Um, I think them having enough leverage to be able to dictate where they go for opportunity is good, but at the same time, you kind of lose guys to competition. Some of them don't want to compete to be the best, and you know, I, I, I see it both ways with that. Um, again I'm, I'm I'm pleased I would say with this this class um, I thought some more defensive guys would have been targeted for this first 20 um, but again this isn't everything and do you think uh, anyone will flop? Is there any guys out there we've been pursuing that you think is a possibility of flopping?
2: Yeah I, I, I do and, and that's you know a defensive guy and we need, also need to remember there, there are some guys that are just kind of waiting until January 2nd to announce on the All America Bowl announcement you know, commitment announcement or signing show that they're having. Um, and then other guys are waiting until February. So, you know, there, there are some really, really you know, program changing guys that, that are left to, for USC to have a chance to get. And, and one really I think strong possibility is Ray John Davis, who's committed to LSU. Uh, he's a linebacker at, at modern day high school. And uh, I, I think, you know, USC was his dream school. And mm-hmm. you know, like with a lot of other kids in Southern California, USC wasn't giving these kids a lot of reason to stay home. Um, and so I think they are now. And and it was kind of like with Ray John and there's other guys who told me the same, same thing. If USC wins this year, we'll all come. So it was Hmm. kind of simple as that.
1: Yeah. So a lot riding on tonight's game. Then it sounds like, yeah. Um, Scott, r- before I, I have a general question for you, but first, I, two big quarterbacks USC gets in and Miller Moss and Jackson Dart. What can you tell us about these two young prospects, both four stars, both pro-style QBs? Obviously, Keaton Slovis, barring anything crazy, should be the starter again next year for his junior season, but what do we have to look forward to about these two incoming freshmen?
2: Well, just based off, I've seen all the quarterbacks this year, uh, You know, whether it was going to the practices or going to some games or, or the Elite 11, where I, I saw mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the top, any 20 guys or so in the country in Nashville, Tennessee um, in July. Uh, But I think Miller and Jackson are are both to me like top six quarterbacks in the country this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and Miller was kind of known a little bit more. He had the high, high ranking before the season even started. He was all set to play at modern day this year. And and with the season canceling, he decided to opt out. And he, and, and one of the, one of the best points is they're both enrolling in January. So they're, they're going to get a spring ball, you know, barring part. <laughs> they allow them to have a spring ball this year. Um, yeah. But I, 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 you've got two exceptionally talented quarterbacks, uh, very poised. Uh, they both train with the same quarterback crew. This, this QB three, I think it's called Whereas uh, Justin Dato and Taylor Kelly and, and the guys that that work out of golden West college, they're, they're, they're kind of become the preeminent quarterback coaches, I think, uh, group mm-hmm. right now in, in, in the country. So, you're going to have some guys that are polished and, and ready to play right away, and but they're not going to need to. So they're going to come in. They're not going to have that added pressure to them, and they'll be able to kind of be groomed and developed by – who I think is a really, really good quarterback coach in Graham Harrell.
0: No, no, no. I think you, you hit it uh, spot on. I think these guys will be ready. Uh, looking at their highlights, watching how you've already covered them for a while now and to see how it um, got to this point. And do you think any of them push – our current quarterback in like a camp or anything for, for time?
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to be quite like it was with, with JT and, and Keaton Slobus. I think, I, I think that, that Keaton, he really did push JT. I, I still think JT earned the starting quarterback job. And, and I think USC might've even had a better season with him at quarterback last year. I'm not taking anything away from Keaton Slobus, but I think a lot of people forget how good JT Daniels actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think these guys are going to be pushing each other and, and therefore Keaton's going to be seeing it. And I think he's going to kind of, you know, even though he's pretty much got a lock on that quarterback job, I think he's going to feel that too. And it's, it's going to, it's going to up to the level of his game as well. Yeah. that's yeah. What
1: you want. I think competition breeds, you know, iron sharpens yeah. iron. And so that's what you want to see, uh, which hopefully would be great moving forward for this program. And
2: he's and- going to add probably one more quarterback too, not, not out of high school, but USC wants to have four quarterbacks on scholarship in 2021. So they're not in the same position they are right now where they basically have, you know, Matt Fink is, is their only backup, I think, on scholarship right now.
0: Interesting. Why why would that be the case? Is it is it necessary to have all four of them when we could get needs in other uh places?
2: I you know I don't you know I look at it where I, I, I've i seen where it just kind of seems like years past it was three quarterbacks is what USC and I think they've had four in the past. I think when you were at USC that, that, I mean, you guys think about the quarterbacks you guys had, Um, you know, even, even before you got to USC, you know, they had, you know, they had Matt Leiner, Carson Palmer, uh, Matt Castle, Brandon Hance, and uh, the traffic, the, uh, Brandon, John David Booty,
1: I think was there.
2: and John, Brandon, Brandon Hance, I think his name was, they had those five guys all at the same time. No, but um i i think three quarterbacks is enough but you know again this is just kind of what I, the feedback i'm getting is that they want to have four quarterbacks on scholarship
1: hmm well, that'll be interesting.
2: interesting i think part of that is, is is quarterback coaches and offensive coordinators know nowadays that guys are going to transfer
1: yeah well they already had one transfer didn't they one yeah. uh, early commit transfer
2: yeah i mean so not, Jake, yeah, transfer, Jake but... yeah right yeah he, he committed and he ended up at, at miami so um you know so a lot of people thought when USC offered Jackson Dart that they were offering him because they thought Jake Garcia was going to be at, a, at another school. And that was part of the reason. But USC USC offered Jackson Dart from, from Corner Canyon High School in Draper, Utah. The, the, the feedback I got was because we think we can win a national championship with him.
1: Okay. Well, that's good. That's what you want Thank to hear. You. So. that's exactly
0: what i
2: want to hear
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely scott let me uh let me ask you this more of a general question so last year usc's recruiting i think finished out ranked 64th which i think was historically one of their worst and this year already 13th i would i would expect that number even go a little higher as more commits at the turn of the year uh do sign do you think that low ranking last year just because you're around it was just some question marks with the new ad whether or not Co- the coach would actually be there or why do you think it was so bad last year and then this year we're seeing them get back to their roots and, and having a better recruiting class
2: i i do i do think that the the, uh, the uncertainty that was lingering over the program last year was, was an mm-hmm. enormous factor i think that that guys were you know they just they they weren't really seeing usc as a program that was drawing them to their where there was and i and, I, and i'm just going to be flat out honest their recruiting effort. I talked to all the kids, so it's hard to hide stuff from me when there's like lack of communication or, lack, or the recruiting effort is not working. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it was it was they have some really good people at USC last year and they're still at USC for a reason. But there's a lot of guys that are no longer at USC that I think they had a lot of weak links w- with recruiting. And, you know, all it takes is really wonder, you know, you have one flat tire. And uh, it can kind mm-hmm. of affect the entire program. And I think that was, I think to me, that was actually a bigger issue than than the uncertainty over Clay Helton.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And that makes sense why they'd have issues like that. So uh, yeah, one more. Yeah, kind I'll, of. General-
2: I'll add this, this too, because I think it's, it's important. You know, this year, you know, I was talking to a couple of guys from USC after signing day, and, and this was just a year to where there was, I just got, I didn't get any negative feedback at all. These guys were That's on right. their recruit from start to finish really strong. And so this is this is a really good coaching staff at USC oh, yeah. and not just recruiting wise. It's just a really, really good coaching staff.
0: I think they they, they address every single uh, thing that was dissatisfying from years in the past with the mm-hmm. staff because they cover all angles. They're the great coaches They're getting the best and the most out of their athletes right now because we're seeing that on the field. And in the recruiting side, that's really one of their strong points, you know, and they're taking the enthusiasm and, and energy to really ignite our program back. And I, I feel like that's what these kids want. It's not so much uh, what um, we used to want with the meat and potatoes and just like, you know, when just championship was everything. But, you know, their, their image and their likeness is going to be coming up and, and that's going to mean something for a team in Hollywood. And, you know, we can't escape that that these kids at some point here in the near future are going to be making money off themselves. So why not be at USC uh, also?
2: Uh, yeah. It's a know, big they have, drop, Rossi.
0: They got, they got all these other interests these days. You know, these kids don't mm-hmm. just want to play football. Some of them do, right? Some of them want to go next level, but some of them use this as a, a, a building block for, for more things. And I, I'm starting to see that trend because, the way pop culture is and the way social media is letting you know that there's so many other things you can do and they're putting themselves in the media capital of the world.
2: Yeah. You know, kids, kids are, kids are looking more so than when I was in high school Uh, anyway, is is kids are are looking, are looking not all, but plenty of kids are looking past what's happening right now. They're, they are looking what, what, how they're going to set themselves up, now and in the future. So uh, it's kind of impressive on how some of the forward thinking these guys, I think it's just, they're getting really, really, really good advice from some people, but some of these kids are inc- incredibly impressive.
0: Advice um, is good. Advice is yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. This is a great thing, you know, no. Cause you know, with our program, you know, talking to anyone outside of it is so sh- uh, frowned upon just because of what has happened in the past. And did we get railroaded when that happened? Yeah. I mean, I think it was too far extreme and put us in the way it is now but you know that's in the past I feel like the way things are now and the way kids are it's a perfect opportunity for us to have Mike Bone in a different style of thinking you know Mm we had the athletic directors that were you know prior athletes there that didn't work you know everyone I I feel like a lot of people are so uptight with what's going on and I I really love where we're at
2: yeah I I think that Man, I, I think the ice will shatter with a win tonight, right? You mm-hmm. know, this is okay. You know, beat Oregon. The, you know, Oregon has been a, an impressively run program, and uh, they've done really well with recruiting it and, and it really sort of you know, flat up pissed off USC fans. I think the perception with with a lot of the fan bases is, is is that they're at least they're the team that USC needs to beat, far more than beating Washington would have been. True.
0: Washington was scary on
2: Beverly though. Yes.
0: Oh, I don't disagree. So we
2: kind of dodge. I like their coach too. I think Jimmy Lake's going to be a superstar.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, it should be good. So uh, one more question for me, Scott, uh, just a general recruiting question. Cause I know a lot of people look at that don't know a lot about recruiting. They just look at the stars, right? Four stars, five stars. And this USC class, which is already talked about ranked uh, 13 right now, no five stars yet, but really high profiled four stars. And then you look at a school like Alabama, who's ranked first and they have like, 11, five stars already. <laughs> right. It, what do you, what is the actual, yeah.
2: Like,
1: right. <laughs> yeah. But what is the actual, for us that don't know, what is the actual discrepancy between like a high four-star and a low five-star recruit? Is it like a huge gap or is it so minor razor thin that fans really shouldn't be that concerned over how many five-stars versus four-stars? I'll tell
2: you, t- just, just over the years and watching enough, high school football players and kind of seeing where everybody kind of gets ranked with the, with the five-star and the four-star I'll be honest with you. I think, you know, it, it just based off coming out of high school, if we really wanted to be honest, there's about five, five stars every year. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I don't think, I don't think the separate, I don't even think there's any separation oftentimes between the, the 15 five stars and the 15 guys that are below them, or even the, the 50 guys are, are below them. So I think, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, look at that, look at that ranking and, and it's impressive to look at the recruiting process and, and and finish with a class like that every year. But you know at the same time, Dabo Sweeney built his nat- first national championship team with three stars. Mm-hmm.
0: True. Yeah. I, I'm Absolutely. more, I'm more concerned with, are they actually dogs? You know, yeah. like, I, I didn't have a star coming out of high school. I, I Ryan, I would say research that, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. I didn't have one star, but when it came to football and getting down and uh, and, and grimy with it, I was your guy to go to. I was the guy you wanted in your foxhole, and mm-hmm. uh, in that way, at every single you know situation in my life, from Pop Warner to high school to college to pro and different teams, I, I you know I was the guy you wanted, and it, I wasn't highly touted. And I think with enough enough. So the the coaching staff that we have, I think the football minds in them and the football knowledge of them are going to find some dogs. And I'm not concerned with a number of a star. Yeah. And I think fans need to understand who is running the program and what they're looking for. And, you know, you can dance around the whole coach clay and this, that, and everyone's so negative about it. Obviously Scott, we've talked. Uh, Yes. I'm not negative on him. Um, Look at what his coaching staff is doing. So, understand even if these guys are three stars, they're the ones we wanted. You got to want to play at USC. I don't want to just talk about, well, SC's recruiting me. No, I wanted to play just like trying to be a Laker. You know, I think Kobe said that before. We shouldn't be trying to recruit you. Yeah. You want to be here, right? And that's a, yep. that's how I take USC. That's my passion for it. And I think the the fans and even our alumni and whatnot which our fans do, by the way, um, <laughs> need to really hone in on trusting the process with these coaches and their eye for football.
2: Well, you know, we, we talked about this, too, on how I, I really like going – that's why I like going around to, to practices and games and watching the guys at USC's recruiting see in person myself because you not only do you, you see them play in person, you, you also get a chance to talk to them kind of get at least a little bit of, of an idea of what their personality is like because that's another important factor as you talk about are they a dog? And you, you can often sense that, you know, talking to a kid for a half an hour or so and, and following it up with more conversations and so on. So I think this recruiting class, USC is going to get more mileage from this hour, as much mileage from this recruiting class as they have from any of the last 15 years.
1: Mm. That's exciting. That That's good to hear. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: I mean, the stuff is just so critical, just their football, the people that want to be there and play for USC, not that they had, I love that they have options, right? I love that other teams are pursuing them and courting them mm-hmm. the way they can. But at the end of the day, it was like, this was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. That's the type of SC guy I want, yep. right? This is SC. I, I mean, when it boils down to it, I had to wear the Cardinal in
1: gold, period. I didn't get, I didn't get that pleasure, Frosty, but I'm sure it was great.
2: <laughs> I well, didn't either. I, I, feel <laughs> <slightly> <laughs> I got a hat. You know, there like, you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I put so much, so much
0: work in that Cardinal and gold that uh, everyone on my team, that's what they said when they recruited. Remember before I got there, SC had lost. The the year before I got there, SC had lost in the, the Vegas Bowl in Utah. So it yes. wasn't like everyone was so pumped up about it. Mm-hmm. You know? They had a good frame of work. They got Coach Chow and all that. It was a frame. No one was really uh, high praise of Pete Carroll. He earned it. Right, he earned every single thing and that class that he brought in, everyone wanted to be at SC because he sold them on SC, like what SC is all about. And that's all, if you go back to our clippings and you go back to listen to our interviews, it's just like, it was SC, you know? It was like, I could not miss this opportunity to be at SC. That's how right. we got so young, That's you know? It was yep. about SC, this is, I'm not going nowhere else. I wasn't even thinking anything else. Thanks for the letters. I went on the trip just to check out your plays. You know, yeah. <laughs> I may and, and
2: and I think right now, I think I think I think as a staff right now, they're doing this is this is the best job USC has done selling USC, you know, as a complete package. And and I I'm 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 hearing kids with, with their feedback talking about how you know they feel like they can get back to what was going on when you were there. And I think that's an important message to be able to get through to kids and just say, Hey, look, and, and you know, and it was and, and the other feedback that I'm getting is that you know it was all talk earlier. You know, in the spring, and the summertime, they're hearing the coaches. They're getting excited about everything, but at the same time, they're kind of like, "Let me just chill, chill out, sit back here, and, and see if you guys actually do it on the okay. football field." And I think right now, the excitement level is because the coaches have done an incredible job of, of establishing the relationships with these with these kids, selling the school, selling the, uh, the football program, and now they're winning. So yeah. the combination of all that has kind of led to where we're at right now. And I think you know they're in a position to finish with like. Uh, number six ranked recruiting class or something
0: like that you That's hear great. that things we're talking to you guys chill out and let these coaches do <laughs> what they're supposed to do they are getting uh, they're, they're hired and getting paid for a job to do and they have to build it mm-hmm. what do they always say rome wasn't built in one day right yeah this is our recruiting class that we're going to be uh praising in the next uh five years and the impact that they have our school when we're when we're in these playoffs uh without having to convince anyone so listen to us we know what we're talking about right scott Brian.
2: Nobody knows more than we do. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Scott, who you got hey, tonight? We have you fun take... talking about it either way.
1: Absolutely. Who you got tonight? You taking Troy?
2: I, I, I My prediction on our website uh, is U.S., I think it was 36-26. But if, if Babai was playing, I had it actually at 47-26. I think Babai – figured out that he's their best back and he was they rode him last last week and i was mm-hmm. really looking forward to seeing him play again because oregon's weakness right now is is the run up the middle and babai is your guy for that so they don't have him so it's going to be interesting to see if marquis step can can step up and fill that role tonight and you know i'll be honest with you. i think he will
1: yeah absolutely i think so too
0: it's all about getting the carries for those guys to correct. me correct you do. know who's going to be a back by committee going into it but I mean, I, even last game, I thought the rhythm was off in the offense and whatnot because I just felt like we we're just forcing the pass. But mm. then that was the, the, the turn of the game is when we start getting really balanced on them and those runs start working. And it was yeah. almost cool. Oh, so was that your game plan or did it just fall in your lap that way? Did someone yell and be like, hey, run the ball? I don't know. But it was <laughs> a hell of a game plan because, you know, the way it like played out, that's how we got so strong. Yeah. 100 you know, percent. Yeah. Because the offensive line got real hype, and then gave Keaton some time to sit back there and, you know, play catch like he was uh, in
1: the Scottsdale, Arizona.
2: Yeah, that was an impressive job by the O line for him because that was not a very, that was that's a pr- actually a pretty good UCLA defensive line. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, there was a clip I saw of uh, Elijah Vera Tucker just bulldozing a guy about ten yards downfield. I think he ended up getting a flag for it, but it he, was pretty, he got
2: a penalty on that. Yeah.
1: I mean, It'll be used on, in draft rooms, though, because it was an impressive – it was like the, the blindside video from the movie of just dragging a guy 10 yards.
2: <laughs> That's a, good, a perfect description, actually.
1: Yeah. Because now people who so. didn't
2: see it would be able to vividly picture what it would have looked like because that yeah. was it.
1: Just carrying a guy. So it was great. Scott, man, it was, it was great to meet you, and, and thanks for your insight and keep doing the great work, and yeah. I'm sure uh, we'll have you on again soon.
2: Look forward to it, guys. Hey, looking forward to tonight.
1: All right, my prediction – hold on, Scott. Don't
0: get off the phone yet. My I prediction here is – I'm going 35 to 17 SC. And um Ooh, I think I like it. Keaton throws it around a little bit. They play catch or or but I really think Step is gonna be the guy. Um,
2: yeah.
0: Same type of game plan. They're gonna come out, they gotta showcase their guy Keaton, and then from that point on to go balance. It's step, and I think he does the job.
2: You know, a big difference too. Is is this year? Uh, is you know they didn't have Drake Jackson, Talano, Hufanga, or or Isaiah uh, Polamau last year for the game against yeah. Oregon. Polamau was in the for, for the very beginning. He got this personal foul penalty and got kicked out of the game. But you know they didn't have three or four of their best defensive players last year. So this year they do. I think that's a bit, uh, just huge impact.
1: Huge, and they don't have to play Justin Herbert. That kind of helps too. So gosh, um. look
2: what is look. <laughs> that's insane what he's doing. Uh-oh, somebody uh, somebody from twenty four seven Sports <laughs> had a perfect tweet last night. Going based off what I'm seeing from from Herbert this year, Oregon had to have squandered a lot of talent last year. That was like, right? you know
1: yeah, he should have been Heisman winner with what he's doing in the NFL. Easy. Yeah. Yep. So Frosty, right, I didn't give I didn't give a prediction last week, so I got to go. Th- I will 32-20, Trojans. Okay. All right, I like. We're him all too. on the line. There you go, Scott. Thanks, man. Appreciate you.
2: Thanks, guys. Have a good one.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.